Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast. This is episode 59. I'm Tim Constanza. My partner is Anthony Kepley, but he is unavailable tonight as he is under the weather and he's been fighting a virus for the last few days. So we're going to let Anthony heal up, but I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity to talk AFL, and that is the Australian Football League. As I have a special guest, she's fantastic. You're going to really enjoy Gemma Bastiani. She runs the PlayOnRadio.Live digital radio station. Alternate listening for the diehard fans of footy and music. So you want to definitely check that out. That is PlayOnRadio.Live. You can also follow that on Twitter at PlayOnRadioMelb. That's PlayOnRadio, M-E-L-B. Gemma also has the Australian Jams podcast, primarily features young upcoming artists from uh, the Melbourne area and throughout Australia, and has uh, features mainly the electronical genre of uh, music. So you may want to check that out. I've actually been listening to it for the last few weeks. It's a great podcast. I uh, get to learn a lot about some interesting artists as they uh, try to pursue their career in music. Before we go to the interview with Gemma, I just want to do some quick house cleaning and let you know that we'll have more episodes of Running With The Canes coming your way. Hopefully, I'll have one released this weekend and one following week. There's only one more sectional game left in the season for the Canes, and that is tomorrow night, uh, Saturday, February 9th. They'll have two non-conference games, and then it'll be the WPIL playoffs coming your way, and we'll have more highlights and episodes of Running with the Canes as their season progress as they pursue a 3P in the WPIAL. All right, let's get back to today's podcast and our special guest, Gemma Bastiani from Melbourne, Australia. As Gemma and I talk AFL and AFLW, and you can also find more information on both at playonradio.live and the australianjamspodcast.com. All right, this is my conversation with Gemma. All right, now it's time for me to have some fun here as I'm going to hook up Gemma Bestiani. Did I get it correct? Yep. All right. Yep. Thank you, Gemma. And uh, let me backtrack for my listeners here on uh, Radio MVP. All of them know that in the last year that I started watching AFL uh, again. Now, for your information, because you don't know anything about me, is I started watching AFL, I guess it was VFL back in the day, uh, when I was about 14 years old. Uh, it used to be on ESPN here when ESPN was just starting, and it was uniquely different. And I used to see it in the mornings before I went to school. And then as years went by, it really kind of faded out in America, or at least I never found it again. And then uh, last summer for me, I uh, was on a uh, – Fox Sports uh, app, and all of a sudden it popped up, and I said, "Oh my God, look at this! I can't believe this!" And I started watching it, and I ended up getting the AFL app where I can actually watch the games that I wanted to see, and uh, started watching. So I'm uh, like learning the game all over again because I seen it years ago, and I don't remember everything. Uh, I remember a lot of it, and uh, I actually have my ten-year-old nephew uh, watching it with me now. So. He's absolutely enthralled into the game. He, he comes <laughs> over, and he was sitting with me yesterday, and he goes, I have my phone. He goes, can we watch footy? <laughs> I said, absolutely. And I, uh, and I put on the, uh, the W, or excuse me, the AFLW game, 
uh, from, yep. uh, I think it was last week's games in round one. As a matter of fact, uh, hang on as my uh, thing gets going here. Uh, it was the the Fremantle game. Uh, against my team, yeah. Yes, yes, let's talk. First of all, let me get this out of the way. Last week on my podcast, I was saying I'm, I'm adopting new, two new teams as my favorites because uh, I, I don't really have – I mean, I'm a Northeast Ohio guy here, and that means you follow football, baseball, and basketball, and you get a little hockey in, in, in that. But anyways, last season, out of my surprise, I found out about Mason Cox. Yeah. And, and being an American you know, from Texas and playing there, and I guess he's been there for a few years now. So I says, well, you know, that kind of drew me to their team. Now I got to ask this question because you've been on House Goods Footy, and I have always talked about that program. Why is Collingwood hated so much? Um, it it's less hated now than it used to be, but back in the day, it was the powerful club that had a lot of money, and notoriously, their their fans are lower class. So people would mock their fans a lot. Um, but nowadays, pretty much the only reason people hate Collingwood is because of their president. But otherwise, most people actually quite like Collingwood, uh, but they'll, they're too scared to admit it. Oh, okay. So there are so – this was my, my, my fear. As a guy living in, in Youngstown, Ohio, I've always been kind of on the underdog team, uh, which – when baseball was the Cleveland Indians and football was the Cleveland Browns and uh, and so forth, the Cavaliers, which happened just won a championship a few years ago, but that was the first time ever. So the dreaded New York Yankees in, is that type of team here in the States. And I was like, I can't root for a freaking Yankee team in another t- another t- country. That was my biggest fear. So I if I end up actually choosing Collingwood, am I, am I jumping on a bandwagon of a, of a, a team that just kind of buys championships? No, I think that Hawthorne is that team or it's whichever team has just won the premiership. If you jump on them right after they've won it, people will judge you. But other than that, it's usually just Hawthorne. Collingwood haven't been really successful recently. Them making the grand final last year was kind of amazing to everyone. So it's not like you're jumping on a team that always does really well. Um, yeah, just don't grab a Hawthorne. <laughs> okay, well, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was my biggest fear. So I was like, you know, because actually Mason Cox is a fun follow on Twitter. He's fantastic, yeah. And he really knows how to use Twitter well, and uh, he seems to have fun with the fans and uh, or the supporters, as I learned to say, <laughs> uh, as the different cultures. And I just think it's, it's fun and it's, it's really cool the way he interacts and curiosity. Do a lot of the, uh, do the players uh, interact like that or is he kind of more unique because of his Americanism? Uh, there are probably 10 or 15 players that do um, from across the country, but there aren't a lot that do interact on a regular basis. There's probably players like, Scott Pendlebury that does, um, Max Gorn does, um, probably those bigger, more exciting names um, do get involved that way. Um, but then there are some kind of family members of players that are very entertaining as well. I know that Ollie Wine's brother is very funny on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a lot of them just don't go on there at all. Like Jack Viney just took a year, year away from social media. 
So it's it's kind of like possible for some of them, but not many of them do it that way. What about the girls? Yeah. Or, I shouldn't say the girls. What about the ladies? Uh, do, have they uh, embraced social uh, media since it's a brand new league in the last couple of years? Or that's something that we're, we're still learning or still finding out who might be the star on social media that way for them? Oh, no, they definitely do. And I think because the Women's League has so many uh, kind of negative people online coming at them, they find kind of solace in the little pockets of really diehard AFLW fans and media. So they're very active, but um, are very outspoken as well, which is kind of awesome because the AFL hasn't done a lot to defend the, the Women's League or the players in terms of online hatred and negativity towards them. So they're doing their best to find ways to combat it with their kind of small bits of power, which is really cool. Um, Jess Wushner Wish- is great. Cecilia McIntosh is an inspiration, so she's really good to follow on Twitter as well. Mel Hickey's fantastic. They're, yeah, there are heaps. Yeah. Now, this is, what, the third season for the, uh, the AFLW? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is the first year of expansion then, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, when I get into that, let, I might as well get to this right away. They went to a conference system, and I guess that's a big controversy. Uh, yeah. I understand that they normally had the, the entire, you know, one standings or ladder, as they call it, and you would play everybody within the league. And this year there's yep. two games less than what is a, possibly available. Is that correct? Yeah, so effectively what they've done is they've introduced two new teams but refused to make the season longer. And in doing so meant that there are two teams that each team doesn't get to play. Um, so instead of just extending the, le- the season by two, si- two weeks, they went ahead and created this conference system, which for a league of 10 teams doesn't make sense because it's not like you can't just add two weeks and it'll be fine. So what they've done is they've created the conference system where it's two groups of five. Um, you'll play in your conference every team once, and then you play two crossover games, three crossover games. So you still end up missing playing two teams, but the conference system is a way to excuse that, I guess. It's a bit frustrating because realistically, it's not us like they were asking for months more of a season. They asked for two more weeks and they couldn't give it to them because they apparently want this clear air for the AFLW, but then the AFLX thing is on top of it and it just becomes a big excuse kind of wheel from the AFL. Sorry, that's my uh, frustration getting in there. No, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. What, what, what is this AFL X? I've seen this kind of advertised here in the last couple of months. I keep getting emails from uh, from the AFL about this, and there's what, only like four teams, and it's, it's just a and different brand of the game. You've probably got more emails about that than you got about the AFLW, right? That is correct. Yeah, see, and this is where the, where the issue is. I... AFLX is their way to export the game, especially to Europe, because it's played on a soccer-sized pitch. Whereas, obviously, you know that AFL is played on a big oval, yes. uh, which isn't always available in European countries or necessarily in um, the States or anything like that. The issue here is that, yes, AFLX, it makes sense that they want this product that they can export, and we all understand that. But the fact that they've put so much more money, effort, time into AFLX over the Women's League, which is the national competition that is meant to be the backbone of everything, um, is where people get really frustrated. So 
the, the marketing campaigns for AFLX have clearly been much better funded, much better thought out, um, all that sort of stuff. The players are getting paid more for one night than the women get paid for their whole season. So this is where uh, AFLW fans get frustrated because the AFL keeps saying they want clear air for the AFLW and then they go and smack this thing that they're marketing really heavily right in, in the middle of it. So anyway, so AFLX is four teams. They've changed it from last year because it was clearly really terrible last year. Uh, so they've got four teams. I think they're called the Deadlies, which is an all-Indigenous side. They've got the Flyers, the Rampage and the bolts so they're all meant to be characteristics of a player and the the captain of each of those teams was meant to choose players that fit that characteristic so that would be entertaining for people to watch but the captains are getting paid 50,000 Australian dollars just for that one night which is absurd here I'm not sure about in the states but here that's crazy and the women the most a woman gets paid for their whole season um, as a captain or a marquee player, so the absolute top is $34,000 for the whole season. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's where you'll probably see a lot of frustration online coming in is because of the inequality there. Uh, so that's why everyone's really negative about the AFLX. Also, it was really bad last year, and they're trying to make it good, but I just don't see it being good. I'm a negative person, if you can't tell. <laughs> no, I, I can understand that. Uh, you know, we're talking with Gemma... Bestiani, uh, who is uh, from Melbourne, Australia, is helping me learn about the AFL, and I really do appreciate you taking the time. Now, let's talk about you for a second. You're an interesting person. Uh, I've been <laughs> had the opportunity to find out about you through Al Goods Footy, and oh, yeah. you yourself are involved in quite a few different podcasts and everything going on. Matter of fact, you just started your own digital radio station, Play On Radio Live. Melbourne take a moment tell me about how that began and you know how did it just kicked off this past week yeah so um I have worked in music for 10 years in the local music industry and I'm very interested in music so I've had a podcast called Australian Jams for nearly two years now um I also am completely obsessed with football like to the point where I have a tattoo of my team's logo on my hand um I I really, really love football, but I think that the way we're told to consume it is is not the way we deserve to be consuming it, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. the AFL media is horrendously bad. They're not supportive of the AFLW. There's maybe a handful of people in the national media that are. Um, and it's very much about hyperbolic, shallow statements instead of actually analysing what the game's about the other thing is this, the media is so negative, so, so negative about everything because they're trying to make a brand out of themselves and in doing so they feel like the only way to do that is to be, be really harsh on players so they get the clicks to then read whatever they've said. So I, for about a year, was juggling how do I uh, combine my love for music with my love for football as well as make it more a more positive environment especially when it comes to talking about the women's league and talking about um teams that aren't from the victoria because there's a big uh victorian bias in australia for the afl because the game technically originated here which it didn't it originated in south australia but there's 
a big Victorian bias and I go for the Swans who are in Sydney. So I get frustrated because my team doesn't get spoken about or when they do, it's only about one player and there's so much more to it that the media just ignores. Yeah. So long story short that I mulled it over for about a year trying to work out what I could do. And then I worked out, okay, I can start an online radio station and get people involved that um, have the same kind of mindset as me, who are positive, who love the AFLW, who just love talking about footy and don't want to be negative all the time. And then combine that with my love for music, having a lot of playlisting, a lot of other music shows, and my podcast is now on there as well. Um, So that's what Play On Radio kind of came from. Uh, And, yeah, we launched on the 1st of February, the day before the AFLW season started, so that we made sure we were covering the AFLW season. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the long, that's long-winded, sorry. That's all right. No, that's quite okay, because uh, I'm actually impressed with the uh, digital radio thing. I have a friend of mine who uh, created one here locally uh, and did it as sports, and uh, my podcast plays on their radio station, you know, digitally. And, yeah. that. and I just love the idea that how you uh, combined your two passions, you know, with the, the music scene and then uh, with the, the football. And it's, it's really going to, I think it's going to be fun, kind of fun to listen to for me because uh, I know the time differences is going to be kind of difficult to time up for myself. However, uh, I, I get a kick out of all this. And, uh, you know, your Australian Jams uh, podcast, I've been listening to it for about the last three weeks. <laughs> Excellent. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I decided, you know, here's the thing. And those who know me know that during the day I deliver auto parts and I'm just driving around town to mechanics all day long, anywhere between 20 minutes to 40 minute rides to get to the destination to drop off parts. Well, I can't listen. I'm a radio guy. I can't listen to the radio. Shh, <laughs> I can't do it no more. It just, I just cannot do lazy radio. And there's so much lazy radio out there. And that's kind of what you're telling me about the uh, the AFL media is just kind of lazy. It doesn't follow with, through with the good stories or uh, follow through with uh, actually uh, giving information about the different uh, teams uh, throughout the league. And that's, to me, it's just, uh, as a sports guy and who's done sports talk and did it for three hours a day for five days a week for three years once, no, 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 no. no. I've learned my lesson. I'll never, ever do lazy radio ever ever <laughs> ever again and I, and I call people out on it all the time You're like what's you know when you hear anything that has your what's your favorite Wednesday thing or your Tuesday excitement or whatever they want to call or uh, we have five question Tuesdays or whatever I'm like oh god someone just shoot them get them the hell off the air get them somebody who actually cares and you know who wants to because there's too many people out there if you're like for yourself celebrating you know the the aflw there's a lot of players i'm imagining you can contact you know through social media and through the teams that would love to spend 15 minutes on talking about their game that they just played or the upcoming match or even just about themselves and how they developed as a player yeah and even the crossover because the aflw we found and being in melbourne where we're a very music oriented city there's a really big local music hub here um but also footy is obviously really important. The crossover between the two is actually really apparent. I um, I have a friend who is the vice captain of the Geelong women's team who uh, is a musician as well. And she plays in my friend's band and 
other players come along to watch it play. And there's a big crossover there. So there's a really big gap in the market that's being missed by this because people don't, people that care about modern music don't seem to care about broadcasting the footy people and people that like footy assume that if you like footy, you don't like good music. And it's this weird kind of dichotomy there, but now I'm hoping to kind of land right in the middle. Um, and I mean, social media is another big thing. You, you touched on it before, but players are so much more able to share those things that they love. So if they're at a gig, they put on their Instagram story that they're there. There's a lot more of that crossover happening. So um, I kind of saw that and I want to really hone in on that. Yeah, and it makes total sense to me. I seen it and I said, this just this is a great way to combine those two things. Now, your music... Uh, podcast. Uh, let me get back to that real quick here. <laughs> Very, I, I've, I've probably around 22, no, about 25, 26 episodes in. So oh, wow. Three, like your first season. Now, like yep. I, said, I drive around all day, so I can listen to two or three a day if I want to. <laughs> you know? And uh, uh, congratulations, though, I'm heading towards your second year or if you're finishing your second year on your podcast. But more than anything, I've been trying to keep up with some of these uh, artists and I haven't been as successful as I would like. So I know you love, uh, you have, a, and no, love might be the wrong word, but uh, deep respect for a artist named Odette. Just take a moment, talk about oh, her. Love is the right word for her. She's oh, okay. incredible. Um, so she's uh, an artist from Sydney. She was, I think, born in the UK and then came to Sydney. Um, She's got the most beautiful voice and the best control of her voice. And she's a pianist. And I, I've spoken to a lot of artists before, a lot of artists that started by playing piano and then have moved on to different things and done songwriting. Um, when, and I actually booked one of her first ever shows up in Sydney, like in 2016. Um, but when she came in to do the interview with me, the first thing she said was, I just love playing the piano. I love sitting at the piano, the feeling that it gives me. And that to me was so uh, special because yeah. people kind of maybe take advantage, uh, not take advantage, but take for granted uh, their ability to play an instrument like that. But she just has, like, it's everything to her. And the fact that she does a lot of um, videos, and she just released one yesterday, I think, where it's she's in a big warehouse doing a kind of a live acoustic performance of one of her songs. And the other artist is always just singing. They're not playing any instruments. And clearly the piano is not plugged in, but it's kind of her safe zone. So she's always got her keyboard there and she's always playing it even when it's clearly not the sound that's coming through, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, I just think she's incredible. She's a wonderful songwriter. She's got a really good ear for music and her album is probably one of the best that was released last year. So definitely listen to that album in full without it being on shuffle or anything. Just listen to it straight through because it's so incredible. Um, and Fractured Glass is my favourite song on that album. I could talk about Odette all day. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hit the right button there. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, I've heard you talk about her a lot and I haven't had a chance to really listen to her and I'm looking forward to trying uh, when the opportunity comes for myself to download her album and... Uh, like I said, I, I, I listen all day long. I, I have nothing better to do as I drive. So, uh, <laughs> another artist that I found through you uh, that I was uh, I recently purchased her uh, EP was the East. 
That's oh, quite amazing. young. Yeah, um, and this this EP is her second EP. Okay. Uh, she started releasing music really young, and then took a little bit of a break, and then came back with that single blowjob, and then now she's uh, released "I Don't Like Imagination" and her album, I believe. Um, she's amazing. She's a character, and she's got a really interesting voice. But she also has a really interesting way of writing songs, and um, she, she's got a great live show as well. So, um, and she's from up Sydney way too. So they they breed them well up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the song that uh, that caught my ear was uh, that "Heaven in My Mind." That she, oh yep, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I mean, that uh, not that the other one, you know, like "Blowjob" and others that are on there are not terrific songs, but that when I listened to it the first time I saw, oh, wow, this is pretty good. This is the image yeah. my, my, my ear. And I was like, I really enjoyed that. It was different. You know, it was, it was kind of pop like, but I thought it had a lot of, a uh, lot of uh, feeling behind it. And all of her songs, I think truly do. And, and it was kind of fun. Now, one other artist I want to ask you about, and I don't know about him that well, I know he's been on your podcast that matter of fact, I think he was on your, your anniversary one fields. Oh, yep, James, yep. Yeah, okay. He was on your end-of-the-year special you had, correct? He was, yeah. Okay. Um, that was a great podcast, by the way. I enjoyed that one tremendously. <laughs> Thank you. It was really hot that day, and we, were, we weren't in this room. We were at my old house, and it was a tiny room, and it was so, so hot, and we were recording for two hours. Um, so we were a bit crazy by the end of it. But uh, So, James... Uh, was the lead singer of a band that I managed before I kind of stopped managing uh, bands a few years ago, uh, a band called Swim Season, which was kind of an indie pop band, very, very good live band. And he's got a great voice and together they wrote really good songs. Um, and then they decided to kind of take a break because all, most of them were doing solo stuff. And Fields is James' solo uh, project. And it kind of channels all the great songwriting that he had and his voice and his sensibilities into uh, probably a more pure uh, folky rock kind of sound rather than that indie pop thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think James is incredible. I think he's a really, really talented musician. He started to do a lot more production for other artists as well. Um, and his partner, Rhiannon, who is Merpire, who was a guest vocalist on Kill the, not Kill the Moon, uh, Bloody Mary, um, she's a really, really talented performer as well. So them together, they've done a lot of tours together and it's it's quite the show, but um, you'll like it because James is on the live recording that we did for our first birthday. So that's coming up for you as well. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I just listened to that uh, yesterday. So that's why I, yeah. I remembered him. And uh, I was thinking about uh, that just now when I was talking to you. Uh, now, Here's my manicness. I'm going to go right back into football here for you. I love it. No, I do that. <laughs> let's let's talk about this weekend's games. What game? Uh, obviously, one has been played, but is there a game that on the on the marquee that you think is uh, a must see? Uh, well, clearly the the game that my team is playing today. <laughs> um, so I go for Melbourne in the AFLW, and uh, they're playing at Vic Park, Victoria Park, which is kind of Collingwood's original home of footy um, and AFL or AFLW hasn't been played there in a really long time so we're going out there today because Collingwood are playing Melbourne at Vic Park and it's going to be such a cool atmosphere 
but I also think that uh, my team's going to win. Um, of course. And that, that's not me being biased. I think that Melbourne were really strong last week and Frio were incredible and just happened to get the wind at the right time. I think Frio were outstanding, so I'm not saying that they won by luck or anything. But um, if Melbourne had kicked that little bit straighter or if Melbourne had had the wind in the last quarter, Melbourne kicked five goals four in the third quarter last week, which is unbelievable. Um, and they've got such a stacked team. The only injury they had last week was Shea Sloan, unfortunately, doing her ACL. But with Ainsley Kemp coming in and Ashley Guest there, um, and Ash Woodland played really well on debut last week. So I think in the back line, we're still pretty solid. Uh, Collingwood lost uh, Sophie Alexander, who was a really important forward for them last week with concussion. Um, and they also lost well, Christy Stratton, I think, um, with a broken hand. So Collingwood are kind of struggling a little bit just in terms of their forward line. And I think Melbourne's defence is going to be too strong and will keep repelling the ball out of there. And then on the other hand, Melbourne's forward line proved last week how strong they actually were with Tegan Cunningham kicking that unbelievable checkside goal, but also the fact that Eden Zanker had a breakout game. Eden Zanker is the future of the Melbourne Football Club. I'm telling you that now. Um, and also Bianca Jacobson being swung forward um, made a really big difference to her game. But then the ability to pull her back into the back line when it's needed is a really useful thing to have there. Um, and then not to mention a whole bunch of the smalls that can come through and kick goals for Melbourne. That They're a bit too strong, I think, for Collingwood. Um, and then Karen Paxman, who had 18 contested possessions last week, which is unbelievable. Um, having her running through the middle with Maddie Gay, who's just a new recruit into the team, I think the combination is going to work in Melbourne's favour today. But it's going to be wet, so it's um, Paxman's time to shine. Cool. You know, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to watch it uh, until it's over. Uh, the AFLW app actually we'll let you watch it quarter by quarter on delay. Okay. I can't, you know, I, I it, it actually says like last week I got on it and it says, so watch here. And then it says, because I'm not in Australia, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Uh, Can but you watch then, it on the website? Uh, I'll try the website. I did it through the app on my iPad last week. And uh, I'm going to try again this week just to see if it was, but it wouldn't let me in. And then it's, I got a thing saying basically, uh, it's only for those who live in Australia or New Zealand. Just get a VPN and do it through <laughs> the website. <laughs> There's ways around this. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm lazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably easy to do. I just need to do it. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll see. I plan on doing it. Like last week, I got to watch the uh, the Melbourne game with the. Uh, Fremantle, and I watched it quarter by quarter because you'd play a quarter and all of a sudden it was over and they're like, oh, I got to go to the next quarter. Yeah. I'm not sure why they do it that way. I, I rewatch games like that all the time. I was working merch at a gig last night and was rewatching the Melbourne-Sydney game from last year, the men's, right. um, while, I was, while the artist was playing. So that was perfect for me. I got to watch football while listening to music, so it was great. <laughs> well, last year I fought the AFL Watch. Uh, the yep. last two months of the season before I can, uh, it was like in August, September, and then I had it through October too. And uh, it, was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I, every night I would I'd flip it on and, and watch it as I uh, 
got home from work and that's, uh, I'm actually into this more than uh, just uh, casually. I, this is pretty cool <laughs> for me to, to actually learn about it. I, and I don't know the sport, the positions, uh, what they are, like, uh, what is a ruck? What's a rucker? Rucker? A rock. Oh, a rock. So, rock. So, um, so, you know when the ball is bounced or thrown up? Yes. At, not just in the middle, but anywhere. Right. Um, the rock is the one that jumps up to tap it down. Oh, okay. So, Collingwood's rock is Brody Grundy. He's incredible. Her, um, all Australian. Uh, Melbourne has Max Gorn. You've probably heard about him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're two very different types of rock. So Brody Grundy is a more kind of athletic, around the ground, ground ball player. So he'll not only try to get the tap, but he'll also follow it up on the ground and kick goals and, and tackle and do all those things. Um, and the and Max Gorn is more of a tap ruck. It doesn't mean that he doesn't do those other things, but the, the reason you have him in the team is because he's very astute he can tap it directly to who he wants he's got a lot of control um so those are the main two types of ruck so depending on how your midfield is set up it depends on which one you want to be using um melbourne having max gone is perfect because their midfield with clayton oliver angus brayshaw james harms nathan jones a whole christian pachaka a whole bunch of players all of them are strong so his ability to direct it to one of those players is really crucial. Whereas Brody Grundy, Collingwood's midfield is strong, but not in the way that Melbourne's is. So having Brody Grundy as almost a, another mid once they get onto the ground is a really beneficial thing for them. And most like part of the reason why they got into the grand final last year. Yeah, and real quick uh, on this, maybe you can help me understand this. Being an American, I'm not used to seeing a playoff or a finals designed like they have in the AFL. I don't know if that's uniquely different. And when I talk about the men's draw, um, where you would have seeds one through four play against each other in the first round and four through eight. And then yeah. you have one, uh, whoever wins advances to the third round, but the second round or the first round losers get an opportunity to continue to play. Kind of what happened to Collingwood who ended up into the, the absolute grand finals. Yep. So uh, the final series has evolved as more teams have been added. So in the 90s, uh, it was a top six. So it was a way more complicated than it is now. Okay. So what happens is it, it's kind of beneficial to finish top four instead of just top eight. So there's 18 teams, the top eight make finals, the top four get the second chance. So if you finish one to four, um, so first place fourth, second place third. The right. winner of those two games goes on to the third round of finals. The loser plays the next week. Fifth through eighth don't get the second chance. So it's knockout elimination final right from the start. So fifth plays eighth, the loser gets knocked out. Sixth plays seventh, the loser gets knocked out. And then the winners of those two play the two losers from the top four games. And then, the, then from there, it's elimination onwards. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's yeah. it's it's uniquely different. I don't know if any other sporting uh, community does that. You know, uh, maybe not. I, it's different. I never seen where you give a a second chance, which is just great. Uh, like, I'm a baseball fan here in America, and I mean they play series, so yeah. you know it's a lot different. You know, you have seven games, and you know you have to win four. 
you know, which is the same type of theory in a sense. You're giving a team an opportunity to come back. It's unlike our American football, which is a complete knockout game, you know, where yeah. uh, you, you win in advance only, you know, and same with our uh, basketball tournament at the collegiate level, if you're familiar with that. It's a big tournament, which has 68 teams in it. Yeah, I think the uh, – I could be completely wrong, but I think the uh, understanding behind it is that you want to benefit the teams that finish higher throughout the season um, by giving them that second chance because if you are amazing throughout the season, don't lose a game, and then you finish top of the ladder and then lose the first week of finals and you're out, you don't get to see that team play anymore. And it could have just been an off day. So I think that might be the understanding behind it, but I could be wrong. They could just want the extra week. You never know. <laughs> All right. We're talking with Gemma Bastiani. Excuse me. I'll get it right. Gemma no, Bastiani. you said that every time. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I got it. I thought I blew it, to be honest. But uh, all right. Easiest way to find Play On Radio is just playonradio.live, correct? Correct. I'm working on that iPhone app, but it's very tricky to get them sorted. And what is your, uh, if someone wants to follow you on Twitter, how can they do that? Uh, play on Radio Melb, M-E-L-B, Melb. Um, or they can follow my personal, which is just GL Bastiani. Schedule, I know you have, and I got to promote it because I love them. They're hysterical. Been one of the best finds I've had when I started yeah. uh, watching uh, footy again is How Good's Footy. And that is actually going to become a live podcast on your on your uh, radio station, correct? Yeah, so the first first place to hear it will be on the is on the radio station um, in Melbourne time. I don't know what that is over in the states, but Melbourne time, four p.m. on Wednesdays, and then we replay it at five a.m. Thursday mornings because that might be a better better time for everyone in your part of the world. I don't know exactly what time it is for you, but five a.m. Oh, but I'll figure it out sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Thursdays, and then the podcast goes up uh, that evening our time so you can still listen to it afterwards but they get paid more if uh if you listen to it live on this on the station so do that <laughs> and qu- curiosity uh you still doing your own uh footy podcast <clears throat> um i'm not doing it so much with my brother as i used to do it i'm doing uh play on preview every friday morning melbourne time uh which will get repeated later in the day as well uh, so previewing the weekend's games. I'm doing the play on review every Monday. And then I'm doing quickfire game previews, which are just five minutes the day of the game. Team changes who to expect, who to tip. So if you need tips, uh, if you need help with your tips, uh, listen to that and then do the opposite of what I say. Well, I only got two right last week, so. I'm oh, <laughs> mine was so bad last week. <laughs> I was I I checked it uh, earlier when I got home from work, and I said I know I have no idea what I did, and I I found out I was like three thousand five hundred and something, and uh, uh, <laughs> and I looked at it, and said, "Well, there you go," and it says two wins. I said, "Oh, there you go." I said, I don't know which ones I got, but I got two out of five, so that can't be very good. Uh, well, when you always tip your own team, you get into a bit of a pickle sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have a team. Well, I guess I do for the, the men's side, but uh, I don't have a team on the women's side. So, Well, Collingwood have a women's team. They're just yeah. not as good as the men's ones yet. Yeah, you know, that's that's with the app. The app was like, you have to pick a team. I'm like, I don't know. Can I just go neutral? 
no. <laughs> when I had the AFL app, the same thing happened to me. They were like, I just, I just want to watch the games. Yeah. And that's the, can... and that's kind of the uh, the the media part of me. I've been so trained just to watch the games now that I don't root for many teams. I root for certain teams. You know, uh, but when I watch a game, I watch it with a critical eye versus a, uh, a fan's eye sometimes. And I like, I just want to watch the games. I don't care who wins. <laughs> but I reckon you should, you should jump on Freo in the women's now before they win the premiership. <laughs> I'll, They're I'll amazing. All right. All right, Gemma, thank you once again for coming on. I can't appreciate it enough. This was really cool. I do want to take this advantage and, and say, please come on as the season progresses. Maybe I can have you on in, in three or four weeks as we get closer to uh, what the uh, finals will be for the, for the women's. And uh, we can talk about what's going on. And I'll actually know more about the game and, and <laughs> things. Uh, but I really do appreciate you taking the time talking to me about just basic stuff and giving me some ideas here. Uh, I'm still kind of <laughs> wondering if I should really root for Collingwood or not. That kind of bothers me a little bit uh, just because of the how good's footy and how much they hate them. And uh, the idea that I would be picking like the Yankees team in Australia. It's just, oh God, it just gives me. Now, as long as you don't pick Hawthorne, everyone's happy. All right. Uh, then I'll, I'll, I'll stay with the magpies for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. That is Gemma Bastiani uh, from Melbourne, Australia. My, again, sincere thanks for you uh, taking the time to spend with us. That's all good. Thanks for having me. Once again, my thanks goes out to Gemma Bastiani for taking time out of her day to talk Australian rules football right here on RadioMVP.com. Remember to check out all our podcasts on RadioMVP.com. We'll have more episodes of Running with the Canes. And please subscribe, rate, and review Radio MVP. Till the next time we speak, I'm Tim Continenza. Peace. <laughs>